Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ah, we are live. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports? We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. We are live back, finally, finally, from the AYS Studios. Finally, The Rock has come back. Had to make sure you guys could hear me. But finally, after 44 long Rudy Poo days, Spectrum finally decided to get off their candy asses to make the AYS studio back live and in action. I'm fired up. Back in the building. It's about to go down now that we're live back in studio so let me start off by saying let me start off by saying this i have to give a huge shout out to the drake williams law firm drake williams law firm dot com uh drake ernie and, and drake and, er, and ryan williams were absolutely fantastic um to me during this transition you know hurricane ida affected the AY Studios, my home, pretty, pretty rough. Uh, and so when we were down for a while, Ryan Williams and Ernie Drake were so gracious for us to go to their law firm and do a show from there. However, it did spark. We probably will be doing the post games from there uh, moving forward. So I want to give a huge shout out to them for letting me and allowing me to be able to do my show from there because I obviously it has been very tough, but we are back live in action from the studio. I've never been more excited in my life outside of the day, the three days that I gave my uh, my life to my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the day that I married my wife, and the day that my son was born. So I am finally back inside the studio and the worst thing that could have happened for Ed Orgeron is that I have internet in my house. Mike Scarborough from TigerDebate.com says, what? Internet back in the AYS studio? We are back, baby. New camera, new hats, everything. All right, so let's do this thing. We do have a good show in store for you tonight. We will talk some LSU-Kentucky recap. We talked about that a lot last night. We will talk about it again today. Let's talk a little bit about the game. Hashtag Rafino's Rants. Ed Orgeron can't keep his Rudy Poo ass out of PR nightmares. We will touch on that. Everybody telling me that, Blake, it wasn't a big deal about what happened with Ed Orgeron today uh, with his press conference. I will elaborate of what happened between Jacques Doucet and Ed Orgeron. It's much deeper than – and Ed, Ed pretty much confirmed this today about how sensitive he was in the beginning of the season, and he let it out to Jocks Doucet from WAFB. Jocks is a grown-ass man, and he can defend himself. However, this goes much, much deeper than what uh, Ed Orgeron and Jocks Doucet said today. We will touch on that as well. Uh, so what can we really say about the University of Florida? We will touch on Florida. What do I think about the game? We'll touch very early as we do uh, every Monday and as we do every Monday around the SEC and Rudy Poo 
of the week. We'll get to that as well. But before we get started, guys, I got to tell everybody, I mean, I'm just really excited. Uh, really, really excited to get the studio back up and live. Uh, Steven says, we are live that we are. Marvin says, Blake, any rumblings with the recruiting class? We might get into that. Um, but it's just exciting because we are live back from the studio. So let's do this. Let's, as we do, <laughs> we do every time. Let's pay some bills around this thing. And then we will get into tonight's show. None better than our good friends over at GM Varno and Sons and betonline.ag. Guys, with 64 years of experience, nobody is better equipped in servicing your vehicle than GM Varno and Sons. 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. It's really the only place in the greater Baton Rouge area that you can go that will service your vehicle at a great rate. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor home chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small. Get all over to GM, 2500 Fluid Boulevard in Denham Springs, Louisiana. Let them know your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. That will be an absolutely fantastic thing. And our good friends over at BetOnline.ag. Guys, I've been telling you about BetOnline for a long time now. And everything that BetOnline does for us here at the studio. Get on over to BetOnline, use your mobile device, set up today, use the 50% welcome bonus, and let them know your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. All right, I'm hearing that our, my video is a little blurry. Of course it is because we are in the um, – we are having – you know, Internet's finally coming back. I would expect it to have some issues – for the first couple of nights. So let me make sure that we are still that you give me a thumbs up if you still got me, if we still got connections. If we still got a connection, let me know. Yeah, the video's a little blurry, but I think we're getting back. I think I got it back. There we go. I think we're good. Yeah, it's a little blurry, says Marvin. I think that we're it's gonna start getting better. There we go. It should start getting better. All right, we're good. All right, so let's do this. <laughs> I want to get to a lot of comments because I didn't get to a lot of them yesterday. Um, you know, and it's been a long day, so I've had a long time as we were setting back up and doing everything to think about just really the the, the everybody's using this word, but maybe the what is the pro what is going on around the program? What is the state of LSU football? Now, we got Craig Schilling says, no return to the home studios complete without an appearance of the naked J-Bird. We might get to that. But nothing is – I want to be cautious of how I'm saying this about LSU football because I still think that LSU has a lot of talent. Now, Ed Orgeron has been the biggest problem over the last five weeks. It Like, it's not even close – about that Ed Orgeron has been the issue over the last five weeks. I can break down series by series what happened in the LSU-Kentucky game. I can tell you that LSU ran the ball effectively because they finally got to run gap and power schemes. Ty Davis-Price looked healthier. They got, obviously, much better in the running game. They didn't do better in the what, – what they got better in the passing game, they reduced and regressed – and throwing the football because the patterns and everything in the schemes that they were doing was really and honestly kind of vanilla. Nothing was over the top in what they were trying to do. Max Johnson have a lot of guys covered. Uh, you know, when, when Kentucky started dropping eight, LSU should have continued to run the football, dump the ball off very quickly, and just, you know, Kentucky played it where they wanted LSU 
to nickel and dime them down the field, and could they be patient with a young coordinator? That's what everybody's done. We could talk about all of that. We could legitimately talk about all of that. But again, after every single day, I got to come out here and talk about the PR blunders that Ed Orgeron possesses every time he gets in front of a microphone. Every single time that that man gets in front of a microphone, he's going to say something that gets his ass in trouble and makes LSU look like a dumbass. Now, you may be asking yourself, what happened today? You might be asking yourself, I'm just making sure that everybody's got me. Okay, everybody's got me. There goes the naked J-Bird. We are live back in the studio when you can hear my son running around. That's for sure. But if you missed it today, Ed Orgeron did his traditional press conference. And in that press conference, in that press conference, Jacques Doucet stated or asked Ed Orgeron a question about his job status. Now, the way that Orgeron answered it is not that big of a deal. Maybe I should have worded it better when I started getting, you know, started putting it out there. Maybe I could have said it differently. And I'll take blame where I need to take blame. But Ed Orgeron, when asked by Jacques Doucet about his job status, I'm quoting here. Ed Orgeron tells Jacques to stop. And, Jock, are you trying to get another quote from me? No, Ed, he's not trying to get another quote from you. That's not his job. What Ed Orgeron's trying to say, so everybody wants to take the curtain back. What is Ed really saying? What Ed's trying to say to Jock is, and why he's getting upset, is because Jock Suisei was the human being that posted the video of Ed Orgeron saying sissy blue shirt. Now, I got everybody asking me, well, what's the beef between Orgeron and Jacques? Well, the beef is, is that Ed and company, Derek Panamski, Michael Barnett, Ed Orgeron are upset with JD because he posted a video of Ed Orgeron telling a USC or UCLA fan that he's got on a sissy blue shirt. So you know what? It's not, it's not Ed's fault for saying Hey, you got a sissy. Yeah, you come on down here with that sissy blue shirt on. It's Jacques Doucet's fault for posting that. Ed, you said it. Ed Orgeron has been playing the blame game since UCLA. He runs out there and blames both situations, offensively and defensively, on his coordinators. Today, he goes out there and blames. Him saying sissy blue shirt and Jacques Doucet trying to do his job, he blames the sissy blue co- co- or, or shirt video on JD when he's staring at a staring at JD in the camera. The man cannot stop playing the blame game. It's everybody's fault around me but mine. Ed Orgeron would go on to say that he hasn't talked to anyone about his job. That's a stone cold lie. Ed, it's your fault that you said sissy blue shot shirt, not J.D. J.D. ain't got nothing to do with this. You said it in front of him. He did his job. He uploaded it. It went viral. Then you got made fun of it. 
If you don't want to get made fun of for saying sissy blue shirt or like Lane Kiffin did when he said get your popcorn ready, don't say it. Then don't say it. I have tried to be as down the middle as I can. I've given Orgeron credit where credit is due. I've I've been critical where I think I needed to be critical. It is my opinion. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm taking backlash for sticking up for Ed during the offseason when everybody in the offseason said fire him before the season ever went on. I will say this again, as I've always said, if a time comes when it was time to fire Ed Orgeron for on-the-field performances, then we should let him go. That time is now. The state of LSU football is in flux. I know my, you know, we had Josh Pate on a couple of weeks ago. I thought that he fed, did a fantastic job. I disagree with him in this sense. He said that the LSU uh, program is not in flux. To an, you know, and I'm paraphrasing, but I don't agree with him. I think if you keep running out that rumbling, bumbling, stumbling dumbass, okay, from a P, from a PR standpoint. It keeps getting worse and worse and worse and worse. Because although I don't think ultimately Ed Orgeron is a dumbass, he is acting like one. I think he's a smart and calculated individual. But right now, he is showing that he really doesn't care anymore. And it's killing him. Everybody that's in my DMs, Everybody that's in the comments saying, keep Ed O, do this for Ed O, the time has come. The time has come. Everybody that's going to be in this chat or on the uh, podcast, when you're listening to the audio version of this and you're saying, Blake, chill out, you know, stop being so soft. Guys, I'm not being soft, but when you're a CEO of a $100 million company and every single week, you run out there and start blaming others when you hired Jake Peets, when you hired Durante Jones, when your defensive line. And here's the biggest thing. Here's the biggest blunder of all of this and what he should be pointing at. Nowhere in his conversation today in the press conference did he say these words. The defensive line got physically abused. You know why? Because he's your D-line coach. He is your D-line coach. Not once in the press conference today did Ed Orgeron talk about Andre Carter or Blake Baker or anything else because he wants to run the front seven. That's the reason why. Ole Miss rushed for 305 yards against you last year. UCLA ran for 223. Then you face another good rushing attack, and they run up and down the field on you. Last Tuesday, I told you that if LSU's not careful, that they're going to get their teeth kicked in. Newsflash, they got their teeth kicked in. Why? It's not because of talent. It's because they have no idea what they're doing in that building. Now, I thought that Ed was going to get fired today. I really did. But Scott Woodward's got that zip-tied lockstep and key at the current moment on when Ed Orgeron's going to be fired, and it's going to be soon. It's going to be soon. Let's get to a couple of these comments. But I'm tired of – I am tired of what Ed Orgeron has become as the LSU head coach. The time is now. 
And if it were me, and I know that it's not this simple. <laughs> as I spilt some water on me. How about that? Spilt some water on me. If it were me, I would have done candy. Marvin Mackey says, Blake, if the fans hurting the players hurting also. No, there's no doubt about that. They've given up on it. And I've seen people talk about how, well, Blake, it, it's on the players. It, come on, man. It's not always on the players. you got to have a coach that can inspire you. Because you. the truth is you only have three or four games a year that you can get really up for and play balls to the wall in college football. And so when, that's the, when that is the case – you have to have a coach that can motivate you like Mark Stoops did Kentucky last week and didn't take LSU lightly, and they got after it. Blaine Smith says, some of this on O, but some of this also on the team. Where's the fight? Well, look, I, I agree with you, Blaine. I do think that this is some, some of this is on the team, but – Everything revolves and remotely goes back to the head coach. If those guys aren't ready to play, if those guys are in bad scheme, if those guys were recruited, and if those guys are busts, which I don't think that they are, but if those guys are busts, that ultimately falls on Ed Orgeron. That ultimately falls on Ed Orgeron. I don't think for one second. So let me let me throw this out here to you. Everybody is talking about the offensive line. I've taken brutal and I mean absolutely a beating on this offensive line and my takes on it. Last Saturday showed you when you run the proper scheme and fits, what can happen. Oh, well, Blake, Kentucky dropped eight in coverage. Well, guys, so did Auburn and you couldn't run the football. So did Mississippi State and you couldn't run the football. So did UCLA and you couldn't run the football. It's a scheme thing. It is an offensive coordinator that's over his head or he's having his hand tied behind his back, which he relatively is. It's funny when you start doing things in a running scheme, in a running game, and they start working, isn't it? So when the offensive line finally starts getting a push on the, let's just call it what it is, the best front seven that you've seen to date, what is that about? Oh, because scheme got him there. Interesting. Very interesting. Bundy says a lot of injuries this year is a bust. Let the young guys play. There are a lot of injuries. And I don't know if that is on Tommy Moffitt, if that's on the new staff. You know, I I don't know who that's on. Like, I I don't know who that's on. Like, why are so many people injured? Uh, Danielle uh, Montgomery says, is anyone else sick of the word tremendous out of Coach O's mouth every single press conference? I haven't seen anything tremendous yet. Tremendously trashy football team so far. Jared says, you don't pound the rock much when you're playing from behind. You're not – that's not true. That's not true. You know how I know that? Go watch Ole Miss in Kentucky. I mean Ole Miss in Kentucky. Ole Miss in Arkansas. Let me pull up this Ole Miss Arkansas. Uh, let me pull up this box score. Son of a biznitch. Google Ole Miss versus Arkansas. All right. We all know the score is 52-51. Uh, let's see. Seven. Let me pull out this calculator. Because Arkansas was down for majority of the game. They finally came back and made a game out of it. But they had 17 rushes from Sanders. 
Uh, K.J. Jefferson had 20 rushes. Traylon Smith had 11 rushes. Uh, Dom Johnson had four rushes. A.J. Green had three rushes. And then they had another three rushes on top. Guys, they ran the ball 58 times. And they scored 51 points. So are you going to tell me? You can't convince me of that. You don't pound the rock. When you're pound, what happens when you're getting 15, 10, or 10, 15, 20, 30 yard carries? What, are, what happens with Arkansas, you run the ball for over 50 plays or 48, 50 plays, and then you start scoring points. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. Uh, Eric says, hey, hey, Blake, just discovered your show. Like it so far. Thank you, Eric. I really appreciate that, my friend. Do us a favor by hitting the subscribe button. We greatly appreciate that. And ever, and I didn't say this because I was so excited we were back in the studio. Everybody that's watching, do us a favor by hitting the like and share. If you're on Facebook, share to some Facebook groups as well. Share to your main page. If you're on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe. Share to your other social media pages as well, and we'll greatly appreciate that. Very, very much appreciate that. Uh, Michael Porter says, Blake, Carter the Power Bryant said that a former Nebraska player texted him and said the defense last year wasn't Bo Pelini's scheme. Sounds like O was meddling. You think uh, you think we owe Bo an apology. I know for a fact you owe Bo an apology. <laughs> I know for a fact you do. You know how do you know how I know that you owe Bo an apology? Because the same defense that you saw a season ago is the same exact defense that you're seeing right now. Explain that one to me. So you mean to tell me, you mean to tell me that the same exact thing is happening from Bo, from Bo Okay, getting a text. Uh-oh. We'll call you after the show. Um why does it look the same from Durante Durante Jones and Bo Pelini don't have the same all defensive scheme? Dave Aranda is a farly uh, different, a very much different coach than Bo Pelini, and Durante Jones comes from that Dave Aranda, Mike Zimmer type of scheme where they like to play a lot of zone and like to play a safety close to the box. Why does it look the exact same? Steven says, the problem with coach has no clue what he's doing and totally dependent on his corners that has no experience. That's very true. Lamar asked, why was he not fired today? I don't know that. I don't know that. Uh, the Nuss Bus says, LOL, to be honest, Jocks was asking the same question. O already asked Jocks, was Rudy Poo is gone? No reason to try to embarrass the man. But we don't know. But here, see, here's the thing about that nuts bus. We don't know what the finishing product was of Jocks's question. And because we don't know, and because Jocks asked the same question, because Jocks asked the same question, and O acted and did the thing that he did, we got Ed telling Jocks to say that it's Jocks's fault for posting that. When Ed is legitimately in front of a camera telling a fan that he's got a sissy blue shirt on. Do you not see that he's not taking ownership? Am I the only person on God's green earth that sees that Ed Orsron's not taking ownership for his problems? 
Michael Porter says to Nussbus, he didn't even let him finish the question. And that's my point. Nookie says, Jocks' question was 100% in good faith. I agree with that. I agree with what Nookie is saying. It 100% was in good faith. Jock is not the hot take reporter that runs out there and starts asking Rudy Poo-ass questions. We got a stupid mosquito the first night back into the AYS studios. And I'm over here clapping like I'm going to church. Oh. Guys, it's abysmal. Uh, David Miller says, would you would love to listen to but Monday Night Football? Okay, well then don't listen. Uh, Tanner Crane says, love the show. Blake is a real one. Thank you, my brother. Thank you. My man. My man. Tanner the man Crane. Uh, one of our great sponsors from the show, Richie Roche, Roche's Lawn and Landscape, 225-937-7220, 225-937-7220. Guys, if you want the best-looking yard, I mean, mwah, I'm talking about the, a perfect Ghana, best-looking yard in your neighborhood, you know who you call? Do you know who you call? Richie Roche, 225-937-7220. Let them know your good friend Blake Rafino sent you on by. But he asks... Here's the thing about Ed O. You can say the things he says if you're 5-0, but he lacks situational awareness and how his comment should be taken accordingly. PR nightmare. And I agree 1,000%, 1,000% on what Richie is saying here. And this whole argument from everybody that, well, Blake, if, well, Blake, if. The key word there is if. Ed Orgeron were 5-0. He's not 5-0. What in the Rudy Pooh fantasy land are we living in? What fantasy land are we living in? Because we're not 5-0 and we don't look good right now. We do not look good. At all. So this whole problem that we have with, oh, Ed should do this, and or, or, or this comment's not bad because of the simple fact that, we, you know, if we would have been undefeated, we're not undefeated. We're getting our teeth kicked in, and we're having a team rush for 330 yards up our keisters. Blaine Crane says, hit that like and subscribe button. Yo! What's up, Blaine, my man? Y'all go watch the J-Boy show live from 2 to 3 Central Time. Today they had on Mike Scarborough, our good friend, Mike Scarborough from TigerBait.com. That's TigerBait.com. Fantastic episode today between Jake Crane, Mike Scarborough, and Blaine and Cohen. It was absolutely fantastic. Wish I could have caught it live, but um, but I was able to watch it. It was fantastic. Terry Baker said, Kendall Bryles, your thoughts? Think he's an offensive genius? I don't know. You know, so and I, I feel like I'm going to continue to repeat myself on this question, which is okay. Um... Ed Orgeron, I mean Ed Orgeron, uh, Scott Woodward has a very specific thing that he looks at in the coaching staff or in a head coach specifically. What have we seen? Offensive-minded individuals that have had head coaching experience. So let's look at the last five, six, or let's see. Let's just see how many we have here. Number one was Chris Peterson, offensive-minded guy, got him from Boise State to Washington, head coach, clean cut, well-spoken guy. Uh, then you had Jimbo Fisher, 
Okay, another offensive-minded guy is A&M beats Alabama this week. Head coaching experience, won a national title. Buzz Williams, I mean, at the time and in college basketball, was the hottest name in college basketball, more of an offensive-minded individual. That wound up not working out, but that was okay. Um, Then, I mean, Jay Johnson and Kim Mulkey, just at LSU alone, two offensive-minded individuals. Both have head coaching experience. So, of the last five head coaches, of the last five head coaches that Scott Woodward has hired, five of them have been offensive-minded. Now, that's not to say he wouldn't hire a Luke Fickle, that he wouldn't hire somebody that's defensive-minded, but when you when you give me more than three, it's more than a trend at that point. It's like more than a – it's more like a fact, right? Like, it is more like a fact, that he's doing that. So, no, I'm not – that's what I fully believe because we've seen it too many times from Orgeron. I mean, from Woodward. Guys, I've gotten some texts pop in over the last couple of minutes that are uh, – I think some moves are starting. I think some. I think we're going to have some news soon. Uh, Kenny Russell says, Blake, I heard rumors that Woodward has been consulting Nick Saban about potential candidates. I'm sure he has. I'm sure he has. And those guys are close. Um, so I'm going to say this. I did say this yesterday. Um, I did say this yesterday. I think that there, there are some things that could be lined up. But Blaine Crane says, go get Mario uh, Cristobal. Guys, I think that Mario Cristobal at the end of the day would be the number one. I don't know if he's going to be my number one ultimately, but he's damn near close to it. I mean, Louisiana is a state where you don't have to worry about getting wide receivers. You don't have to worry about getting DBs. You get a lot of linebackers. You get, I mean, eventually you get, or most of the time, you can get a defensive lineman here or there. The problem that you have is having a coach that can't go outside the state and recruit elite offensive linemen and elite defensive linemen on a consistent basis. You know, you remember Ed Orgeron, the guru? The recruiting guru, we haven't had a lot of defensive linemen come from out of the state. Mario Cristobal has shown at, at Alabama that he can go, and at Oregon, that he can go out of the state and get five-star top five defense and offensive linemen. He had Penny Sewell, who was a top six pick. He had the Thibodeau kid, who's going to be a top six pick. I mean, he's able to go outside the state and get very big-time kids. Now, th- schematically, I mean, what does he do with the talent like you would have at LSU? I think that the, I think that he only can hit a, a certain ceiling that at Oregon because I mean, look, you've had Chip Kelly there. I feel like there's only a certain ceiling. A guy that we know that probably wants to get back into the SEC, back into the SEC would or into the SEC footprint, and I think Mario Cristobal would be would be a guy that you should go after, especially talk to with the success that he's had. With the success that he's had. All right, let's get a couple more here. John says, Blake is Cordell Thomas, five-star offensive tackle. He was a guard, but offensive lineman. Ever going to get the field to LSU? Doesn't look that way. Doesn't look that way. Uh, Blaine Smith says, Blake, you on the list. You're not getting into media events. LOL, just messing with you, Blake. I'm not going to get into them. No, I've already been told I'm not getting into them. I mean, guys, they're more, they're more worried – about what I say on my show than winning football games. They're more worried about Jocks Do Say, p- 
posting comments that Ed Orgeron said. Like we're we're not even we're not even getting into talking about what's going on with Florida this week. Like we should be breaking down Kentucky, even though it's a loss, we should be getting into Florida. But even though that we're looking into Florida, guys, it's gonna be the same type of game like it has been the last two weeks. A team that wants to run the football, can't really throw the ball effectively. I mean, look, Bo Nix had a game the game outside of his mind, which is something that we have never seen. But a team that wants to establish the run. Can LSU's defense step up and find somebody that will knock somebody's dick in the dirt? If they can't do that, then you will have issues. You will continuously over and over and over and over again have issues when you have teams rushing for, running on you for 330 yards. Ed Orgeron. Well, let me back up. Derek Panamski. I know that you're listening. Derek Panamski, there's 412 people in here live currently on all three platforms. I know that you're one of the ones watching. I know that you're one of the ones watching. Newsflash, Florida wants to run the football. Last week, Ed Orgeron said he was surprised that Kentucky would run the ball for 330 yards. Guys, I said Tuesday that they're going to run all up and down the field, and then they're going to take deep shots. What I mean, what is he trying to say, that they couldn't do that on your defensive line? What has your defensive line shown you when they go up against a decent offensive line that they can contain the, an effective running game? Nothing. Nothing. So what 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 exactly are you surprised about? Newsflash. You're, this is going to be a tough one. At 11 o'clock, here comes Florida. Here comes the Gators. They want to run the football. They want to run power. They want to run zone. They want to run quarterback power. They want to run outside zone. They want to run outside power. They want to, I mean, there's a lot. They want to use motions to get your safeties to move, move safeties in and out of the box, and then run a counter off of that. Guys, it's the same old shit from Dan Mullen. I I already know his game plan. They're going to run left power. They're going to run right power. Then they're going to run gap scheme where they kick somebody out, and then they're going to turn right around and do it again. They're not effective at running the football. I mean, throwing the football. There's not a lot that changes. There's not a lot that changes. Eddie says Mario uh, can bring a good O-line coach, too. Yeah, and look, people make fun of Oregon's O-line coach. If you want to laugh, Google Oregon's O-line coach after the show. I'm sure you'll get a good laugh out of that. I'm sure you'll get to – I'm sure you'll get to that. Uh, Richie Roche says numbers just dropped to 412. I mean, total – I mean, let's see. I think we got 210 on Facebook. I think we got 100-plus on YouTube, and then – Around another 100 plus, or 40, 50, 60 on Twitter. Uh, Peter Smith says, Blake is a mofo realist. I love it. Thank you, my guy. Thank you, my guy. I appreciate that. Brandon Reese says, I think Franklin has his, has hit his ceiling at Penn State at, at this point, too. And, Brandon, I think that that's a good point. I think that there's certain positions in college football where you hit your ceiling. You just hit your ceiling. There's like, <laughs> which and what's crazy is is what's what makes Dabo's run so amazing 
And when everybody making fun of their fall, like, ah, ha, ha, ha. Guys, his run is more impressive because at Clemson, with the recruiting that you have inside that state, can you actually sustain that much success that he's had? They're going to be back. They're going to be fine. Don't act like that that dynasty is over like Paul Feinbaum said. It's not over. It, it just isn't over. Uh, Bryce said, I'd rather listen to AYS than listen to uh, O making excuses. Well, I mean, look, that's all that you're going to get. That's all that you're going to get. Uh, Scott Monaco, good friend of mine, says, please use disseminate in a sentence. Um, Scott Woodward is about to fire Ed Orgeron, and he's going to disseminate it to all the other uh, uh, coaches in the SEC and to the entire college football world. Disseminate. Tiki Tac Taco says, you think Mario brings Joe Moorhead too? You know, Joe Moorhead, is, he had a, le- a really tough time at, in, in the Southeastern Conference. And I don't know that Joe Moorhead's not the next head coach. If Mario leaves, I don't know if Joe Moorhead's not that next head coach at Oregon. Um, I, I, like, I, I don't know that. What I do know, though, what I do know, though, is I think that Mario is a very good coach. He's a very, 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 very good coach. And really, I mean, you can't go wrong with him right now. Uh, Kenny Russell says, it's becoming almost a, for certain that we possibly get a candidate of the Saban coaching tree. Saban, even though he's at Bama, I think he still cares about LSU. Even if he doesn't fully care about LSU, he certainly cares about Scott Woodward. He certainly cares about Scott Woodward. Um, with that being said, with that being said, I don't know that you go off. I, I don't think it's 100% certain that you go off the three. But what is what is funny is if you hire a guy like Cristobal, you can't say, oh, well, Nick just has so much success against his former assistants, which he does, which he does. But as Jimbo Fisher beats him this week, as we'll get it around the SEC in just a moment. Huh. I mean, he won't have that monkey on his back. He just won't have that monkey on his back. Uh, Brandon says, I love AYS. Blake is the best. I appreciate that, my friend. Pooh Bear says, Kalata called for Derek Panamski to be fired. Hell, I thought they were friends. Yeah, I thought they were friends, too. I mean, I feel like I've been nicer to Derek Panamski than his own friend has. Uh, Jared Winnington says, like I said, Coach O too busy chasing blondes rather than watching game film. Now, Jared, were you the guy that called into the show? <laughs> I'm just messing. I'm just messing. Blaine Smith says, Gators media are nervous about this game. Mullen is getting flack. Well, look, I didn't know that we'd be in the studio, so now I need to reach out to Gator Dave, David Waters, who normally is our – or not normally, but is our Florida contact to see if he can come on the show this week. Um, you know – they are giving Mullen some flack. Like, they're 100%, and Blaine's not lying here. They are giving him flack, which is so weird to me. I mean, what has what has LSU proven to anybody that they can win another SEC game? Like, what has, what has LSU shown you? Because I know what I've seen. 
because I watch it multiple times throughout the weekend and breaking it down. And I, I sometimes I want to throw up, guys. I'm just being honest. I want to throw up because of the product that I see on the field. It's disgusting. Now, here's going to be an interesting conversation. Uh, Leslie says, why not make Saban say no? <laughs> Look, I know fans are going to talk about that. That's prob- That's not happening. That's not happening. Man, but let's just – and you guys know I hate the what-if game, but let's do it for this one. I'll make an exception this time. Man, what in the hell do you think – what happened if LSU got Saban back somehow, some way? Guys, y'all know Alabama fans are calling for uh, Nick Saban to be fired? Y'all know that, right? They're going on uh, – who? what message board was it? Because they're posting all over Twitter. They're posting on Twitter uh, on oh, 247's message board that fans are saying that the game has passed Nick by. Oh, man. The most spoiled fan base on the face of the planet and media. Father Abair. What's up, Father Abair? Father Abair. Now, I brought your boy on, Josh Payton. He was fantastic. Just want to let you know. When the Father speaks, we listen. Father, I need you to do a prayer for your boy. Make sure that my family's healthy. Appreciate you. Uh, that I make more money, appreciate you, and that LSU can please God turn this around. But Father Abear says, I don't dislike him, but Cristobal is 56 and 58 career as a head coach. That's that's a concern. What was and Father, I'm asking this here. What was Nick Saban's record before LSU? I'm just I'm asking. I'm not trying to argue with you, Father. Because you know I can't, I ain't gonna do that. But I do wonder what was Ed, what was Nick's record before. That would be the interesting question to me. All right, let's do this. Uh, Got to talk about our good friends, and we talked about them earlier. They let us be from live from their from their location, live from their law firm, Drake Williams Law Firm, DrakeWilliamsLawFirm.com, dot com. 985-386-7600, Real Estate Succession Titles, DWIs, Family Court. They do it all. That's at DrakeWilliamsLawFirm.com. And he is live in the chat. Richie Roche from Roche's Lawn and Landscape, 225-937-7220. 225-937-7220. Tell me, good friend Blake Rafino sent you on by. Y'all need to call Richie Roche. You, Rudy Poos, need to call Richie Roche. Now, call Roche. I mean, dude's a beast. All right. Uh, Holland Oates, uh, Alabama fan, says dissemination means this semen in the nation. Why are Alabama fans the way that they are? Like toothless, spineless son of a guns? I don't get it. I don't get it. Mike Andrews says the two biggest uh, spenders in recruiting are Georgia and Clemson. That's true. That is true. Layton says, I bet the team has the best practice of the year again. Man, if he says that again, I mean, guys, at what point? 
I mean, mm, I don't know, man. Like, there's a point that that comes to, like, Ed, I I feel like Ed's just ready for all this to be over with. Like, saying that, oh, I've never talked to anybody about my job, that's a lie. It's a lie. It's not true. That's the only thing he's doing right now. Him and Panamski. Or, you know, he's doing things that don't need to happen. My little man, guys, I love being back in, inside the studio. Now, we're going to be doing the new studio soon. We're almost done with the new studio that will be back here. Um, the new, new studio. It's good to be back, but, man, my little man, he, 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 he's been having it the last couple of days now. He's been having issues the last couple of days. All right, fire in your Rudy Poos of the week, and then before we get out of here, who is your biggest Rudy Poo of the week? The only qualifications is, is that you have to you have to um, put it somewhere in sports. Don't go political. I don't because we're not putting up here. Don't put Biden, Trump, all that some guns. Don't put that in here. Who is your biggest Rudy Pooh of the week? Uh, Blank Crane says, "Is your son taller than you yet?" Close, close. I mean, look. I don't mean it. I don't know how to put this. I and look, he's screaming. I know he's screaming. Can y'all hear him, by the way? No, you can't. But he's screaming. He's screaming. Anyway, I don't know how to put this, but I have a premier left tackle that will be in the NFL in that room right there. Make daddy millions. Make daddy millions. I want to retire. 18 years or 20 years, baby. We retiring up in this thing. Number one overall pick. Bum, 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 bum. Or lane play quarterback. I don't really care. Blaine Crane, my man. Cody McGee says, Blake, question, what's your thought on Butch Jones as head coach? He done a decent job at Tennessee. Cody, please tell me you're joking. Like, please. T- <laughs> Butch Jones, the champion of life. <laughs> my guys are champions of life. Bro, come on, Cody. I know you're just trolling now. I know you're just trolling now. Come on, man. God, now we got some peace and quiet. He's got a little rash on his on his on his uh backside. Um so he's not he's not in good in good spirits right now. Eddie Santos says Rudy Poo of the week uh to to Zach Taylor, the head coach of Cincinnati. Craig Schilling says, hashtag free the Jaybird. Jaybird is um, my son, Ben. That's what the, the Rudy Crew chat gave the name to my son, the naked Jaybird. Uh, Blaine Crate says, big facts. Bro, we trying to retire up in this thing, y'all. Let him play quarterback, left tackle, something. Daddy got to eat. Like, I'll train you how to get there. We ain't going to commit if Ed Orgeron's the coach. I'll tell you that, though. Hey, guys, I have a five-star left tackle in my house right now. He's five-star, number one overall recruit in the country, 2037. We ain't going if Ed Orgeron's the coach. <laughs> we might be heading out east or west, I should East. 
Auburn and Alabama are looking good this kind this time of year. <laughs> I'm just oh God, I know what's gonna happen when I say that. I'm joking. Joking. Uh Pooh Bear says Rudy Pooh of the week. The Texas and Ole Miss defenses or lack their or, or, or lack thereof cost me on my tickets. Well, yeah, man. I mean, they can't tackle. I mean, tackling lost both of them. The, uh, I mean, not Ole Miss, but definitely lost Texas the game and almost lost Ole Miss the game. Definitely lost Arkansas the game. Um, But that's for sure. You know, my Rudy Pooh of the week, I think that my Rudy Pooh of the week, and stay with me here, uh, stay with me. Uh, I think that my Rudy Pooh of the week is going to be I kind of don't want to say A&M fans because I want them to bask in the glory, but I think spoiled Alabama fans. Like, bro, you've been you've, you're a dynasty. You have the goat. So as we go around the SEC, look, Jimbo Fisher. As much as I clowned on him and said that his offense looked vanilla, he made me look like a Rudy Poo. So his Rudy Poo of the week could be Blake Rafino because he definitely made me look like a Rudy Poo on the shit that he was dialing up Saturday. Guys, last week, we should do a segment where Blake was right and where Blake was wrong. We might incorporate that. Actually, you know what? I think we're going to incorporate that. One thing that I was wrong about last week was I thought A&M was going to get patty smacked, but they just dialed it in and kept coming at Alabama all night long. I also said that that game also was maybe one of the only games that on LSU's schedule remaining in the SEC that looks like you could win. Not anymore. Not anymore. Why is everybody saying Rudy Poo of the Week for KJ? Oh, I see this. KJ says, Rudy Poo of the Week to the Texas A&M chick who got drugged by Saban Security. <laughs> Bruh, I'm talking about, like, Steven Jackson, uh, Brandon Jacobs-type truck stick. Like, put your head down. I mean, like, how you get? I mean, you guys remember Street Fighter? How you get? Sonic Boom. Girl got clapped. I mean, she got back, bro. I feel bad for her. Poor girl. Poor lady. Uh, Jeff Rogers says, Rudy Poo of the week is Jeff in the borough just because. I heard him a little bit this morning. That sounded like complete dog trash. Blaine Crane says, he could start at Auburn right now. <laughs> Hell, he could start any <laughs> Bro, he could start at LSU right now. God bless. How bad has offensive lines been around the SEC? I mean, <clears throat> I'm going to tell you this. Kentucky's got a damn good offensive line, man. They're, and, and, look, that line with Georgia and Kentucky, I'm probably, you know, I don't know if I'm going to touch it. Um, but, man, what a physical slobber knocker that one's going to be this weekend. I can't – look, and, and Blaine put that up here. They talked about all offseason from the J-Boys show. They talked about all offseason. And, look, I was live in their studio – when Jake and Blaine said uh, that they got Kentucky second in the East. I kind of just looked at them. I'm like, <laughs> you know, and then they started explaining. It. And look, I'm not saying Kentucky's beating Georgia. I don't believe that they beat Georgia. But what I do know is that's going to be an absolute slobber knocker. 
That's a hell of a word that you can Google. Slobber knocker. Actually, don't Google slobber knocker. You might find something you don't want to see. <laughs> hey. Craig Schilling says, but, but, does he get his hair cut and ain't meat? No, Ben. Ben ain't, actually has never gotten his hair cut. Ben has never gotten his hair cut. Scott Monaco says, did you really just say slobber knocker? You're damn right. Dorian's coming off the top rope. Coming off the top rope. Saying Kentucky will beat Georgia. Man, look. Man, if that happens, don't like, brother, if that happens, I might be wrong. I can't see it. Like, I legitimately just cannot see it. Mario Collada says, do you think it will be a close game Saturday? Yeah, and the reason I'm not touch- – I think what is the line right now? 24 and a half? <sighs> I mean, look, I- I'm not touching that one. I could be wrong. Um, I could be wrong, but, man, I just can't. I think, yeah, I think it's closer than 24 and a half. I, I kind of do. Just because if Florida gets that, if Georgia, I mean, if Kentucky <laughs> gets that running game going, guys, you can eat up a shit ton of clock. But I just can't see Will Levis beating Georgia, right? Like, I just can't see that. And I think that Kentucky's going to have to find a way to throw the football. And if they can't do that, they're in for a long a long day. But I said that about Alabama. I thought, you know, I didn't think last week was going to happen, but we'll see. Pooh Bear says, Google slobber knocker and disseminate comes up. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Carl the Cat Dunn, I like this one. He says, Rudy Pooh of the week to Gruden's emails. What the hell was he thinking? Oh, John Gruden. Holland Oates says, I'm fine with it. More money and asses and seats. I don't know what that means. Uh, Michael Bernard says, we laughed at Rosenthal when he went to Kentucky. A lot of people did. A lot of people did. Like, which is so weird. And and look, he's their spe- second best offensive lineman right now. Guys, you're the, your best offensive lineman's not on your team. He played you this week. And B.J. Ojolari. Ali Gay, all of them could not handle Dare Rosenthal. And and you know what's crazy? You know what's crazy? Dare Rosenthal was suspended in 2020. He was suspended to start this season. There hasn't been a peep, a peep of wrongdoing at Kentucky. What's up, Ed? You Rudy Poo. Mm. Travis says, Rudy Pooh of the week, me thinking LSU was a trap game for Kentucky. I was hoping that they were thinking ahead of Georgia. Yeah, no. No. Justin found the record. Uh, it says Saban's record before LSU was 43-28. and 28. There you go. Courtney says, why would they give fans money? What you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. Paul Forrest says the cookie monster's got to go. I don't disagree. Guys, I don't disagree with your comment with that. I don't disagree at all. 
All right, we're going to call it a night, guys. It has been fantastic. It has been absolutely fantastic. <laughs> Adam Burrow says, what, what the WTF did you just say? Um, come on, bro. Um, it's been fantastic being back in the studio. I'm so thrilled to be back. It's been awesome. It's been great. Looking forward to continue to doing the show from live in the AYS studio. Our new studio is still under uh, maintenance, and we'll be in there soon, hopefully by the beginning of of uh, baseball season. So looking forward to that. All right, guys, we will see you all soon. Y'all have a good night. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.